What is going on, dads? And welcome to The Betwixt. It's episode 56, recorded on Sunday, August 1st, 2021. It's August already? I am your host, John, and thank you for joining us tonight for some Nintendo and Hyrule. Hey, everybody. Hope you're having a good week. It's August 1st already. One more month until we get to the best month of the year, September. Very excited. Uh, We've had some cool weather over here at times, but for the most part, it's summer, and I don't like my summers. So looking forward to end it. Uh, We got to be twixt again this week. Um, I was trying to figure out what we should talk about. Last week on our show, um, we did talk about Skyward Sword, Drew and I. Uh, We tried to keep spoilers out of it. Um, I know it's a 10-year-old game, blah, 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 but... You know, sometimes you just the game isn't fresh in your head and we just want to make sure that people, even if you, you know, kind of remember it, um, we don't want to like ruin any you know new experiences that might come your way. So this week, I kind of wanted to talk about Skyward Sword in a completely spoilery way. Um, we'll go through the game beginning to end. And I especially want to focus on differences from the Wii version, kind of, you know, enjoyment of even some of the more detailed aspects of the game. Um, We are going to go through uh, just a very rough, high-level structure of the game. Um, But yeah, I want to focus on some of the little things. I think the little things are what provide the value in a game. Um, So let's do that. Hopefully, if you do not want anything spoiled, pause this podcast. Come back to it in a couple weeks when you finish the game. And then listen to it and tell me if you agree. Uh, um, But if you are you know, someone who remembers the original game or you've finished Skyward Sword HD, um, journey with us, as my uh, my co-host would say. So let's begin. Um, obviously, Skyward Sword HD is coming out now in 2021. It originally came out in 2011, so it's 10 years old. Um, we did know going into this game there was going to be sort of the HD look. It was going to look much nicer, Um, And there was a lot of quality of life improvements as well. Um, And we got that. Um, You start off the game kind of the way any kind of RPG, and I know this is more of an adventure game, but I think every every RPG should start off with you waking up in bed. Um, (laughs) I had that issue with Chris Tales recently where um, you start right into a battle, which is strange. Most RPGs will start with you waking up, and um, that's how this one does. We get introduced to our loft wing, and um, this is the part of the game that's very tutorial, tutorially um, important. Um, we learn how to climb crates. We learn how to run. All of the really tough things that are hard to do. And um, this is the part of the game, I think, that saw the most changes from the Wii version. Um, what we see here is a lot less tutorialization. Um, when they announced this uh, in a couple, I guess a couple weeks before the game came out, and they started really focusing on how the tutorials had improved. Um, one of the things that I had noticed was um, just the part where the guy, the guy, there's a guy that calls you from a rooftop, and he's like, "Hey, come up here," and then he's explaining to you how to run and how to jump onto a cliff and climb and walk over, and then he eventually has you go up and and fetch something for him. I watched a Wii playthrough of this. And wow, (laughs) there's a lot of dialogue that goes into explaining how to run, jump, whatever. 
I don't know why they did it that way. I know they were trying to, I mean, in 2011, I think Nintendo is still focused on kids, young, young children, gaming, that sort of thing. Um, but even given the fact that this is going to ultimately be a challenging game, I don't think you have to cater to a very young crowd of like five-year-olds. And the thing that I feel like the the writing, the mistake was they tried to explain everything in the Hyrule universe. When, and we see this a lot in, in normal gaming, we don't need dialogues to tell us how to run. Just show a little... You know, a little, um, I don't want to call it a modal, but like a little box in the bottom that says, you know, press B to run, you know, and you figure it out. If you are incapable of seeing a box that says, you know, button B, run, and not knowing what to do there, there's no way you're getting through Skyward Sword, okay? So um, I think Nintendo did fix this up a lot. There's still some dialogues in some of their tutorials, and they try to they put it in the concept of a story. Um, but yeah, the tutorializing was so much better in this game, um, much faster to get through the, the opening sections of it. And, um, I don't know if this is a game I'd ever have played through again, um, because of it. Um, we also, um, go through the, the tutorial is, is basically your, your loft wings missing and Groose and his gang have stolen it. How does this small community... Skyloft is not a big community. How do they just let Gru steal birds and put them in prisons? You just feel like... Sky, like, nobody seemed to care. It was like, oh, yeah, I don't know. I saw Groose messing with a bird or something like that. Like, man, what an asshole, like, this guy is. in this small community. If I'm, if I'm living in my... Like, I live in the city of Denver, right? I mean, yeah, there's bad people all around. What do you do? You, you move on with your day, right? But... Like in my house, you don't tolerate that shit. If you stole my bird and you live in my house, you know, we, you gotta go. Um, but anywho, it really all sets up Groose's storyline. And, and I did want to talk about that later, but yeah, like Groose is an asshole in the beginning of this game. Uh, and, but we'll see later how he's sort of a redemption story. Um, so we get through the tutorial, um, we find the bird, we go on the race, um, everything's hunky dory. And then, like, horny Zelda. I forgot how horny she is in this game, man. She wants Link so bad. And Link just, I don't know, seems to play dumb or whatever. Uh, I'm not sure what their ages are in this game. Um, but, man, it's, like, it's kind of uncomfortable. Like, when I was playing through this, it is kind of uncomfortable. She's just constantly like, I'm glad you won. Oh, come here. You got to get your prize. Oh, look at this thing I sewed you all night. I'm so glad you got it. Um, <laughs> it's pretty. It lays it on thick. It's 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 uh, a bit strange. Anyways, you, you go flying around and then she gets knocked off. And then the next thing you know, we are, um, you know, going to continue. We meet Fi, Fee, whatever. I, I always said Fee. I've heard recently it's Fi. So I'm going to try to say Fi. Um, we meet Fi, and then she basically tells us to go to the first area, which is um, basically the sealed grounds. There's three main areas, right? And I like to think of them as green, red, yellow. There's like the desert, the volcano, and the forest, and that's kind of how I'll refer to them. Um, but first you go to the sealed grounds. And um, yeah, the, when I got to the sealed grounds, this was one of those places I had said where, oh, I remember this. I remember this. The big... It looks like a coliseum, and at the bottom, you know, is where we're going to see the monster, the imprisoned. Um, and I I remember 
whenever you need to go back to the top and you jump onto the little the little air shafts, man, I always end up in the wrong place and end up trying to run around the circle and it takes an hour. Um, and I had this problem in the game too. Um, and I, and I, and I was dreading, <laughs> dreading the fight. Um, but anyway, um, we, we end up in this scenario now we're in the sealed grounds. Um, we have this overworld and now we're going to go to all the dungeons. It was really nice to go and find all the dungeons. Um, this was something obviously largely missing in breath of the wild. Um, I, we played Link's Awakening since then, but it was really nice to do a nice, big, involving dungeon in 3D. Um, I can't remember the last time I've done this. Maybe my last Wind Waker playthrough, but that was years and years ago. That was before the Switch even came out. It was nice to experience some dungeons again. Um, I really enjoyed um, the playthrough. Go through the dungeon. Um, get out of the dungeon. Um, just they're challenging. They're so much more challenging than a shrine. I'll tell you that. And, um, you go to the next area. You generally have a little bit of overworld to do in that area to finally get to the dungeon. Everything was smooth and great. Um, I really enjoyed kind of, uh, playing through those, those three things. This is the first time I had some issues with controls. Um, I, I wanted to do the button controls. I started with the the button controls. And I found that holding L to look around was something my muscle memory just wouldn't let me do. Um I really tried to I tried to deal with it, but I just wasn't having the greatest time um with it. And that's when I switched over to the motion controls. Um a lot of a lot of the reason too the motion controls were cuz I had the Skyward Sword Joy-Con. So yeah, let's let's use them. But I did switch the motion controls and I was really in, enjoying those. So I figured, okay, I'm just going to play this game with motion. It's weird. I know, whatever. Um, like I mentioned, I, I kind of threw my Skyward Sword controls on a hook. And um, I think for a, for a few sit downs, I was using the uh, motion controls. Where the motion controls drove me batty was at the end of that first dungeon. And there is a part near, I think near the end of it, where there is tightrope walking and vine swinging and you there's some backtracking involved too so you have to do it a few times this drove me crazy i couldn't figure out you know when you go across a tight rope in a video game and it's like oh left 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 i think we had this in one of the the me games on the wii um i think it was like we fit i think it was was it we fit plus i think it was we fit plus one of those games it's if you if you're holding if you're holding a Joy-Con and that's how you balance and people can just hold it straight you can put it on a table and you'd never have trouble so you have to do this artificial throwing people's balance off thing and it sucks but it's the only way to really accomplish it in a game and man I could not figure out how to get this working on the motion controls Eventually, what happens in Skyward Sword is when you fall off the, the tightrope, you don't actually fall. You kind of catch yourself and then you have to pick yourself up again. And that's what was happening in the game. I would fall, catch myself, come back up, move a few feet, fall, pick myself up. It was maddening. And then there's times when you have to fight enemies. They're either waiting for you or they're on the, the tightrope. After I finished this dungeon, I switched back to the button controls because I was going crazy. I was actually considering stopping the game. Because I couldn't find a control set that I liked. And I was like, you know what? This is a game I've beaten before. 
do I do I need to finish this game in? Do I need to play it again? I really didn't intend to until like a month before the game came out. I decided to go back to the button controls. And you know what? It really started to work well for me. I started to figure it out. Um, pressing L was still something that my muscle memory needed to be in there. But then I was starting to get it. Um, and once really the L um, got into my head, I was fine. I was dandy. Um, and I played the whole rest of the game with the Pro Controller, and I really enjoyed it. So um, thanks, Nintendo, I guess, for doing the controls. It was challenging. You can tell it's challenging. There's a lot of buttons in this game. Um, the ZR button I've complained about, uh, they overloaded the ZR button. The ZR button is used to choose which of the side weapons you're going to use. The ZR button is used to activate the side weapon you're going to use. The ZR button is used, you use it to hold down the button to aim uh, an arrow or a slingshot or something. Um, everything is the ZR button. I think in a real design, you would use one button to change your weapon and then another, a different button to use the weapon. Um, but they just had so many buttons mapped that they just couldn't do that. Um, so instead of like, I would think like pressing the R button could maybe change the weapon or toggle them or something or bring up the selector and then ZR is just to use it. I had so many issues, especially like in combat or in a frantic situation where I'd kind of hold ZR because I wanted to use a weapon, but instead it brought up the selector and then I would like react badly, change the weapon and then have to frantically try to get back to the bow um, you couldn't pause the game and select it. At least I don't think you could. Like, pause the game and select the weapon just manually. It it was kind of a nightmare. So I think of the, of the button controls, the ZR ended up being a way bigger problem than the L button did for, for looking. Now, the game has a great flow through those first three dungeons. Um, and then this is where the backtracking begins. And it's it's kind of one of the more annoying parts of the game. Once you get to those those three areas and the, and the sealed grounds... That's pretty much it. <laughs> That's the whole game. There's basically Skyloft, the volcano, the desert, um, the forest, sealed grounds, right? Basically it. And then just little, you know, little uh, holes in the wall and little areas that you can find in there. Um, but that's that's really it. Um, so they make you do the three trials. And I can't, I'm not going to say I hated the trials. Um, I did enjoy the trials. But it was a very obvious reminder, especially once you get to the second one. You're like, oh, my God, I'm just going to go back to the same three areas again. That's what's going to happen. And that's what happens. They, they Each trial has this beginning part where you get to this. You have to find this thing, play your harp. And then you have this challenge of having to find how many is it like 15 or 15 to 20 um, orbs. Um, in the area, in the overworld area, this isn't a new area. This is the same area. They lock it down a bit and you got to find these orbs. Have fun. Um, honestly, it, it got repetitive, especially by the time you're doing it a third time. But it was fun, I guess. Um, there's definitely certain strategies for what you do. Um, when you find an orb, any enemies that have detected you and were chasing you would go away. So it always kind of paid, my strategy anyway, was... To leave, like, to make that thing the last thing I do in an area. Like, like, if I see an orb or I'm there, 
try to just leave it there and see if there's something else I can do or some other scouting I can do. And if I run into trouble, just pick it up. Um, it was fun. But then, like, once you did the challenge, then you had to do another dungeon um, to get the flame. All of the dungeons in, in this game were great. I really didn't have any problems. Um, I enjoyed everything. I did have a couple issues with dungeons where I got completely stuck and I and I and I needed a clue. Um, but it, it, it wasn't that bad. And um, I don't know what everybody's favorite dungeon was. One part, I think it was during the the uh, the trials or no, it was the, was the first dungeon. I was trying to find something. Um, I could not figure out where to go. And it turns out that when you go near the top of the volcano, you enter that area where the fire um, will start burning you. Now, when you play a game and you enter a room and the fire is burning you, that means get out. Um, it would tell you you're not ready to be here or you need an item or something. And obviously you do. You need those earrings later. But you actually are supposed to go in, make that right turn and go down the slide. OK, and and that was crazy to me because I was looking, 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 looking. And it's like, no, it's it, there's fire. I'm I'm on fire. But, yeah, you're supposed to go in and go down the slide. Um, that was kind of annoying. I'm say there. Once you finish the trials, then you have to go through the three dragons. Um, this is such an odd story sequence, because when they say you have to find the three dragons, I'm like, well, I know one of them. <laughs> like we've seen the water dragon. We know all about the water dragon. Um, but then apparently there's two others and it just feels kind of random to me. I, it might come up in the story. It's just, I feel like it would have been better if it, you had to find the three dragons, but you never did have a dragon. You never saw a dragon before. So they were all mysterious. It's just weird that there's one dragon that's like helping you. And then the other two were just like, Hey, new dragons that kind of come out of nowhere. Um, but then of course they lead you to the three lands again. I, the first time I had to do this, I was really like, where? Like, they're like, basically go to the forest, find the dragon. Like, really? Well, not the forest. I was less worried about the forest, but like even the desert. Like, where do I go? But when you're when you fly in there, they like ask you where you want to land. They don't really tell you where to go, but there were these little lights. And I was thinking that was telling me those always seem to work, but I'm not sure if I was just accidental or I think the lights were always near the beginning of that area. But for the most part, the game did a good job. Once you got there to, to direct you where you need to go, it wasn't totally random that, or I got lucky. Um, so it wasn't awful. Um, but yeah, you have to do the three areas again. And even though the dragon stuff was like in a totally different part of that world, you know, everything kind of looked the same and 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 all that. I don't know. It, it would have been nice to to not just do the three, 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 right? Do three dungeons, then do three trials, then do three dragons. It makes it kind of predictable. And then once you get to the first area and you realize you're going to have to do all three, it's like, OK, that's going to be my next six or seven hours of time. Um, I, I didn't like uh, I didn't like the predictability of it. Um, that was pretty bad. Um, and that's basically the structure. And then once you finish, you're going to go after Ganon. Now, during this time, I'll talk about the Ganon fight a little bit. 
during this time, there is a repeated fight. <laughs> I remember this from the game, and there was there was some uh, gnashing of teeth from the Discordians about it. But the Imprison, that's the big spiky guy. Very weird boss, by the way. I, I don't know. He's supposed to be like the beginnings of Ganon, or where Ganon comes from. Really weird. What's his name? Demise? Is he Ganon yet in this game? I don't know if he's Ganon in this game, but he's Demise. Um, really weird enemy. He's supposed to be scary and ferocious. I'm trying to remember how I felt in 2011, but he just looks like cuddly and cute. Even though he's got spikes or whatever, it doesn't come across. And so you fight him a few times. Beating him is the same every time. Um, he smashes toes. Really weird weak point, by the way, for someone who's co <laughs> coated in thorns. <laughs> smashes toes, he falls down, and you hit him in the head in that little uh, spiky thing. The first time you fight him, he falls, and you just go around him, and you, you, you smash it in. Now, somebody correct me if I'm wrong. The second and third time you fight him, you can't walk around him. Is that right? I found I couldn't walk around him. I had to either jump up to the next level of the Colosseum, I'll just call it, in the sealed in the sealed grounds, or I had to drop down and then walk past him and then go back up or down again to get back on the same. Is that right? There was just no way. But the first time I fought him, I went right around him. So it's like, did he get bigger? Is that what happened? I don't know. I don't know what. Um, I found it really annoying. When he falls down, he's actually down for quite a bit of time. It's not quick or anything, but you have to be somewhat efficient. You got to like, I knocked him down. I'm going to run. I, you have to kind of know where the little like little um, the air pockets are and get there pretty quickly, because you don't want to have to repeat it. Um, not the most engaging fight that I've ever seen. Um, but not hard, either. Um, I, when he when he does the thing where when he steps, there's like that red electricity. Um, that's when it gets really annoying, because it's really hard to approach him and hit his toes um, without getting blasted by the red stuff. Um, I'm not sure what the strategy really is. Um, I would sometimes go in front of him and so I can run towards the toes at the right timing. But there were times I could do it from behind too. You just sort of had to like run left and right and, and pick and choose. Um, but they make you do that fight three times. I don't think it's overdone. The fights aren't that hard, um, especially because the strategy to beat him is really the same the whole time. I mean, he's not expanding his capabilities. He's just got to beat up his toes. But, um, yeah, it's, I don't see why you have to fight him three times. I don't see where that, like, factors into the story. Um, but I'm, I'm okay with it, really. I, I'm, you know, I'm fine. Um, the story of Groose, um, the asshole from the beginning with the, the red hair, which, which reminds me of there's something about Mary, you know, when she <laughs> puts the cum in her hair. But, um... I like his sort of redemption story. He's a jerk. I mean, basically, he's a jerk. He's really into Zelda. Um, he wants to save her. Even after you're, like, loaded to bear with all the weapons, he still wants to save Zelda, and he thinks that you are not, even though you've been doing this for, like, 20 hours in the game. But at some point, you know, he kind of says, you know, hey, yeah, you are the guy, and um, I'll help you. And eventually he's, you know, hanging out with um, Impa, old lady Impa, and then, um, you know, he's building the, what do they call it? The Grusinator. 
Um, and so he becomes really helpful. And, and in those in those in those following battles, you have to use the Grusinator to like throw stuff at him. Um, so I like the way his his whole story goes. And then he decides to stay and all and all that jazz. So I think that that works. Um, I think that works pretty well. Right. No, he's OK. He's OK. Um, what are some other moments from this game? I definitely didn't get stuck for too long in any part. I had this little YouTube walkthrough. It was a complete playthrough of the game. Um, the HD version, strangely. So like, somebody put it up pretty quickly. And it was a 16-hour playthrough. So pretty quick for a game like this. Um, I was using it to measure my progress. But every so often, if I got stuck, I would kind of bring it up. And um, use that to sort of advance. I kind of justified the fact that I had beaten the game um in the past so it was okay if i need a little help now to kind of speed my way through a little bit but here's the thing about three quarters of the way through this game nothing familiar was happening anymore um there were no rooms that i recognized um i didn't recognize the fight with ganon um at all uh and so i don't think i ever beat this game i think i mean back when i was playing on the wii i wasn't like a completionist or anything so I don't think I ever finished the game. I must have gotten frustrated by the controls at some point. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I think this was my first time playing through it. I'm pretty sure. Um, Girahim is another dude that's repetitive. That's really the theme of this whole game, right? The the dungeons and the and the areas are repetitive. Um, Girahim, you fight several times, um, and the imprisoned, obviously, you fight several times. I found Girahim so obnoxious. When you when you try to strike him with the sword, he catches it a lot. And you have to just try to shake it loose, and there's no like visual indicator that you're shaking it loose. I found him to be so freaking annoying. I even playing through the game, I'm not even sure how you're supposed to hit him. I eventually got to a point where he I would I would focus in on him and then I would like go to the left and just we'd go into this like tight circle. And then at some point I would swing on my left and that seemed to work, but there was no visual indicator that it should have worked. And I'm not sure if there was like another way or an easier way or whatever. But a lot of times I just got frustrated and it was just something I couldn't even like look up. Um, that was a really annoying. Um, I was very happy when he finally um, finally beat him. Oh, and he also did in the later stages, too. He does the thing where he puts up the defenses and you have to swing in one direction, which, I mean, is a nice, like, motion control -y way, right? So, like, think about the skeletons, right? They kind of, they have multiple hands, lots of hands, and then they put up the swords and there's, like, one side where you can swing in from and you have a very small window to figure it out. Um, I didn't mind that part so much. Like, give me a cue, like, that sort of thing. But man, most of the time you're just swinging at him and he's catching your sword. Fuck, man. Like, really annoying. And then why do we have to fight him three or four times? Like, when I beat him, I beat him. Like, what is with enemies when they get defeated and then they just walk away? I, What is up with that? The final fight with Ganon. Um, there's two phases, right? Two phases. Uh, the first phase, I think, is fairly easy because I, I, I know it is because I beat him on the first try with it. Um... But the, the strategy is way different on the second phase. So I think largely in the second phase, you're supposed to raise your sword and get get it electrified. 
and then sort of strike him with it. That's like a really effective thing. I had a ton of trouble with him on the second phase. I had no idea what to do. He was like brutalizing me. And it was one of those brutalizations where I had three potions on me. So it just took a long time for him to just finish throttling me. Um, but man, like I had to look it up and I saw the sword thing. The thing that bugs me about the sword is that in the game, when you raise the sword, um, you see a little bolt kind of climb up your sword and then bink. And then your sword is like electrified. In the second phase of the Ganon fight, that's not how it works. You kind of hold your sword up, and that thing never happens. And then eventually, like, lightning hits your sword. I don't know if I missed something in the story, but um, why? Why was that? I don't know. That's what made it unintuitive, because I was trying to get the Skyward Sword thing to happen. And then suddenly, for the first time in the game, it wasn't working. Um, I don't know why they did that. And then it, when you're holding the sword, he could hit you. It, it just was, it was a thing. Um, but eventually I could beat him. Fun story. Uh, my son was watching me play a uh, fight in the, in the, it wasn't the first time I was fighting Ganon. It was like the fifth time. Um, but he was in the room watching me and, um, I was in, I was fighting the, the first phase was easy, you know, just one shot at a time, one shot at a time after about eight shots, you know, you go to the second phase, but at some point he lost faith in me. And I, I was holding on and I was on my last potion, but he, he just like walked out of the room and I was like, wait, you're, you're quitting on me. Like, and I'm like, I'm saying like, you, you're quitting on me. You're just leaving. And so he decided to stay and I beat Ganon and I, and I just like, oh man, I wouldn't say I rubbed in his face, but I was like, you, you gave up on me and I did it. Like, you know, uh, my son is probably better at video games than I am at this point, but we just play different games luckily. So you <laughs> can't do a one-on-one -on -one comparison, but um, I could never be as good at Fortnite and whatever games he plays that, that anyway. Um, so yeah, when it was, when it was all over, I was, I gotta say, I was, I was fairly satisfied with the game. Um, I, 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 I'm enjoyed playing it through very happy. I did very happy. I did the button controls. Um, the graphics look a lot better than the original. If you ever like bring up a couple YouTube videos to compare them, it looks a lot better than the original. Um, they didn't change any of the models or anything like that. Um, I thought like some of the characters, like did they changed the way they look. They didn't change the 3D renders in any way. Um, I don't know. Maybe there's one or two things that they, they felt like they had to really fix. But for the most part, it looked um, like the original. It was just a sharper, cleaner graphic. Um, they probably updated the the textures and all that for the HD. But I don't, it's one of those things. What was the game? Um, Xenoblade Chronicles, where they didn't update everything um they update the important stuff and there was definitely a lot of areas in skyward sword especially in the landscapes um that looked like kind of the old graphics um you know and skyward sword is a very empty game too um it's it doesn't feel like breath of the wild where you see this really cool rugged landscape there's a lot of like flat area um and when you're walking or when you get close to it it feels blank and empty um and that really kind of describes a lot of the overworld. And I mean, even Skyloft too. I mean, there's there's little nooks and crannies in Skyloft. There's things to discover, but there's not a ton um, to do in Skyloft. And I, I wish Skyloft and the, and the overworld had more to do. Um, I guess we should talk a little bit about the, the, the overworld. Basically the area where you're flying in the clouds. Um, so boring. 
I mean, it's 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 the worst part of the game. You 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 have to fly everywhere. You can't warp. You feel like when you go to the bird statues, you could warp, but you can't. Um, about halfway through the game, when I realized, like, oh, I have to go over to the red beam. Oh, I have to go back to Skyloft. I have to go to the green beam now. It's like oh, I can't warp, and I and I remembered that there was that Loftwing amiibo that came out, and I don't have one. Um, so I went to look up and remind myself, what will it do? Can, can I just warp to Skyloft? And that's not what it does. If you are um, on the surface and you use the amiibo, you'll jump up to the clouds. And then when you use it again the second time, um, you'll jump back down to where you used it. So it's handy. But, man, like, you know what I would have done? Instead of going to the clouds with that amiibo... Going to Skyloft would have been great. Just, I don't, I want to go directly to Skyloft. Maybe right in my room or right outside the door of the dormitory. Um, That would have been so useful because there's so many times you finish something and you have to go back to Skyloft. um, Fill up your potions, maybe um, do an upgrade. uh, Maybe just sometimes doing some side quests, right? Go talk to some people, get some side quests down. Um, There's that one side quest we have to help people uh, that, you know, you get the little, I forgot what they call them, but you get those little gems and then you can trade those in with the, the monster dude. But like, just go to, go to Skyloft. That would have been really nice. There's not a lot of value in going to the sky, um, at any given time. And I know the amiibo would have made things a little bit easier if you needed to go to the sky or do something like, so maybe you run out of potions and you just want to jump to the sky. Then you want to come back to where you were. That's fine. I just don't think the game was hard enough um to really need that i don't think it was super necessary it it wasn't the difficulty it's just the monotony um and the other thing too is skyloft is the only place you can get a potion in the whole game right there's no other place you can get a potion in the entire game and that's not true in any other zelda game there's potions you can find anywhere some shops whatever Having another place where you can get some freaking potions would have been nice instead of having to fly all the way to freaking Skyloft. Um, But overall, it was fun. I didn't try to 100% it or anything like that. Um, The thing that sort of prevented me was there's all these little things all over the place, these little um, holes in the ground, um, stuff like that. And usually when I feel like in order to 100% the game, I'm going to have to go look at a walkthrough. Um, because of all the little things that could be anywhere in this game, I usually don't. And so, um, I didn't, but I wouldn't really put it past playing through the game again in the future on the, uh, the, the, the harder game mode that they added there. Um, I had a lot of fun playing through the dungeons. I had a lot of fun with the formula. It's a game that when you're done with it, you go, actually, that wasn't that long. Um, you know, three, 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 and that's it. The, the places where I got hung up in the game the most were like in in you know every few dungeons what do i do how, how do i get through this dungeon how do i get into that room or um where do i go like i need to go somewhere to continue the story but i don't know where to go and i'm just gonna walk around aimlessly and even some of the side quests like not really necessary that's probably a bad thing in a game too you want to feel like the side quests really helpful um, every time you finish a dungeon, you get another heart. That's always super valuable in a Zelda game. Um, but yeah, the side quests sometimes felt a little empty. And especially when some of the earlier side quests you don't do till later and your reward is so piddly. I don't know how games can really 
fix that. I feel like the only way to fix that is if there are 30 side quests in a game, the first side quest will name will get you like, let's say 20 rupees. And the next one will give you like 50 rupees. And no matter what order you do them in, or no matter how difficult they are, the prizes are always the same and they just escalate. So that if you, when you finish the final, what did I say? 30, if you finish the final quest, you get, you get the best thing. But as you know, in some games, you end up with something really cool because you did a side quest late in the game. And then you decide to do some of the early side quests and you get nothing of use. So you really like kind of lose that. <laughs> you lose that motivation. So, um, but that's it. I mean, it's, it's a fun game. Uh, I, I feel like they fixed, um, Fi. Fi was super annoying. Fi is fixed. They cut down on the tutorials. Great. Um, even the notifications and stuff, you, the screen was less cluttered. Um, they used to show the whole controller on the screen. I think they still kind of did, um, but you can turn that off. I'm not sure if you could turn it off in the original game, but you can turn off all of the garbage. Go watch a playthrough of the Wii game. There's so much garbage going on the screen. Every time you get on a ledge, it's telling you what to do the entire game. Um, so you can really kind of get rid of all that garbage. They did a really good job of cleaning up this game and making it playable. It is unfortunate that you had to use the L button in order to change your camera and that sort of thing. That was really unfortunate. Um, but I, at this point, I, I don't know what, I, what more they could have done um, to to fix that. Besides, unless they made major changes to the game and like take out all of the uh, directional sword work. But you can't at that point. It's not even Skyward Sword anymore. So um, obviously you just have to, to keep going. Um, but yeah, if, if I had to, if I had to fix a couple more things, I would, um, on those bird statues add, uh, not just go to sky, but go to Skyloft. Um, that would have been super, super helpful. Just get me to Skyloft. Um, the ability to warp is something that would also be nice, but I understand why games don't want to make warping super easy. Um, they want you to travel. They want you to fall in love with the world, um, they don't want you to just be able to go, go places super, super quickly. Um, it does, it makes it feel like you're not in a world anymore. I get it. Um, it would have been nice on this second playthrough, but just give me a go to Skyloft button. And then I guess another thing would be when you're at Skyloft and you want to go to one of the, at least the three major areas, um, the ability to just warp there. Maybe there's a little statue at each of the jump off points that just says, go to the forest. I mean, that that would have been dandy. Everything else I really loved. I will point out the um, in the desert, the way the, the desert can toggle between the future and the past. Or is the present and the past? No, it's it's the present and the past um, with the circles and those gemstones that light up. Man, that didn't age a bit, man. That is that is real. That is a really cool game me mechanic. Um, I just love it every time, especially because when you're in the desert, everything's so dead and the color is so drab. And then every time it lights up and you see the vibrant color of the past, it just like perks you up every single time. Um, I, that that did not age one bit. That was just glorious. Um, but yeah, hope everyone enjoyed it. Uh, if you're still playing through it, um, you know, keep going. Uh, there are some parts that are annoying, but man, it's it's a fun game. Um, the pirate stuff is cool. They're just I, I think of these little moments and whatever. And if you, if you take away maybe four or five points where I got stuck and I was annoyed, um, I love the game through and through. 
um, <laughs> loft wings and all, um, overworld and all. Yeah, the, the the clouds really tried to ruin it, but they they didn't for me. So I'm looking forward to the next uh, HD remake we get. I don't know if that's um, Fatal Frame or I don't know what we would do. It. What's the next big Nintendo game that we want to see remade um, and maybe fixed a little bit? It's an interesting, interesting thought. I can't think of many broken Nintendo games, um, but maybe we can get a one-two Switch remake where we get a game. I don't know. I don't want to get into it. Anyway, uh, thanks for joining me for this. Hope everyone enjoyed it. Let me know what your favorite part to the game was and like maybe what you would have changed too. But thanks for listening. Take us away, Sadie. The Dads After Dark show is a part of the Nintendo Dads family of podcasts. You can subscribe to us anywhere podcasts are available, including iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Be sure to join us on the Nintendo Dads Discord in the Dads After Dark show channel for some naughty After Dark talk. Follow us on Twitter at NDadsAfterDark. Ask us a question and we may answer it on the show. That's all for tonight. Good night, dads. Sweet dreams.